So the year was 2005. RJ uh, May, June, July, August. And it was potentially August of 2005. And um, a, a young man came up to me who was my age and asked me uh, if I wanted to be in a band with him. So this would have been at church. I remember the night because it was a baptism night, like people were getting baptized in front of the church. And afterwards, just kind of hanging out. And he came up to me and asked me if uh, I'd like to be in a band. I was like, heck yeah, I would. Then uh, his follow-up question was, you know, what instrument I could play. Because I so confidently said I want to be in the band, so obviously I could play an instrument. And uh, I didn't. So I told him that. I was like, no, I, I, uh, I don't know how to play anything, actually. And that was the birth of the first band I've ever been in. Um, I never thought I could be in a band, like in gen- in general. I've never thought to try to piece together anything like that. I never had any hopes and dreams of having a garage band or anything. At the church, uh, after getting saved in 2005, early 2005, February, um, I, I did realize over time, over a few months, that the bands that I saw play at concerts were not like, you know paid artists they weren't artists at all actually they were just church members that decided to form together and make groups and where this comes from by the way is in the 70s and like uh, the 60s and 70s there was a jesus people movement in the late 70s um but but going back to like late 60s early 70s what was happening is the way to kind of grab people was uh you know a guy like a hippie kind of dude would uh, show up with his guitar and and play some Jesus songs. And I know, I think I've made fun of the song, like Kumbaya, my Lord. (laughs) But uh, it would be kind of that style, that Kumbaya, my Lord, Kumbaya, which I don't even know what that means. I should look into the etymology of Kumbaya, my Lord. But uh, that'll be another time. Or I guess that's not right, because it's not a word, so it's just the origin story. Regardless... I digress. Um, so, yeah, like that's how it was back in the 60s and 70s. And it, it got real big during like the the hippie movement. What I mean is like hippies were getting saved. And so they were bringing that that touch, that flair. And uh, not everyone liked this. There is plenty of religious churches that looked at this like, oh, heck no. Like, don't do that. We got our hymns. We got our traditional songs our form of worship but that's the thing see see that's where it changes it was no longer about a form of worship it was about evangelism which is not worship it's different 
worship is you know i'm i'm my lyrics going to be geared towards praising and worshiping and loving god evangelism is going to be towards you and bringing you or other people closer to god like your lyrics are meant to attract and appeal and be like hey let's bring you in the church and and you know conversion so um so anyway after grabbing this concept of like oh it's just a bunch of normal brown paper bag center type people that are coming together and doing these songs these aren't artists these (laughs) these aren't real artists and I, I still didn't click that, hey, maybe I could be in a band. I still didn't click. It wasn't until I was approached and asked if I could be in a band that I thought, wow, I could do that? That's amazing. So I said yes. And um, again, I didn't own an instrument. So uh, the gentleman had then offered to uh, teach me how to play bass. And he was real confident about it. He's like, oh, don't worry. I'll teach you bass. I know guitar and piano, but I'm just going to play guitar for this band. And he said he already had a drummer. I thought, this is super cool, man. He's like super, he's like a little younger than I am just by a few months. And I thought, this is amazing. He's like so sharpened and on top of things. And then I went to my first band practice. Uh, I had to use his uh, bass. Um, I don't think he bought a guitar yet. So he was on the piano and we, our drummer didn't make the, the practice. And we had to use a, a guy, not just a guy, we had to use a kid. A kid that was learning how to play drums, um, and he 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 wasn't very good, and so and and I wasn't good at all. I didn't know my my instrument at all, and the only one that did was the the guy who asked me, which was kind of dubbed the band leader at the time, and uh, it was a horrible practice. Although I didn't know it was a horrible practice from the outside looking in, because me myself as an individual was having the time of my life. I was standing up with a bass. Uh, uh, you know strapped around me and I was learning how to play a note on the bass for the very first time like to me it was magical this was the greatest thing to happen to me I was so excited uh but if anyone was listening it'd be like oh ho, ho, this is not gonna be a band the what is happening this is not music these what are they doing you know like it, we weren't it was I don't even know what we were practicing. In fact, if I remember correctly, the entire practice, if you want to call it that, was just uh, the the band leader teaching me how to play. Mind you, the band leader is not like an older dude that's like experienced and veteranized and like, yeah, I've been through so many bands. He, I think, um, you know, he was my age and he was probably in one other band before that. And he played bass for that band. And from what I remember him telling me, he, he couldn't stand that band. He didn't like it at all. He said that he never had his volume up and he wasn't even playing. He was just kind of in the background and just kind of was there for appearance. So so for him to teach me a bass, uh, I remember what he taught me. He taught me where the G was, the note on the top string. Um, the A, also another note on the top string. And then the C which was a a note on the second string and then a D and those four notes. He taught me those four notes. He kind of quickly told me the order of the notes from start to finish and said, you can find all of the notes and like from, if you're starting alphabetically, like from a flat all the way down to uh, G uh, you're going to find those uh, in in the first two strings in that little section. If you don't know how to play an instrument, that probably makes 
no sense to you and that's okay because that's how it was for me you know i'm, I'm sharing uh, my experience with you so that you too can feel that experience so anyway um yeah it was it was rough and i i was having a hard time you know i did i was thinking no again i i guess i was more like a puppy dog like i was very happy but i was also kind of frustrated like man i'm not learning like i can't play like oh I, I just i'm i'm garbage man i i don't know what i'm doing i don't know what i'm doing i i don't know how to play and i'm i'm, I'm embarrassing myself um but a big part of me was just really again excited to actually be on an instrument in general so uh in the meantime i was you know started to pay attention i started looking at other bands that were in the church and how they formed and asking them questions and how did you learn and a lot of it really was just self-taught like you just got to beat yourself up and teach yourself and then there was other people that were like i can help i can teach you and you know um although that was really hard to do because i didn't have my own instrument so I had someone with wisdom speak to me and say, you know, if you really are serious about this, you need to invest. Invest in your own instrument and make it yours. Uh, don't just borrow other people's equipment and just hope for the best. Like invest in it and don't go all out. Don't go buy like the newest, sleekest, brand new something because you wouldn't know what to do with it. Just buy something that you can play on and practice. And uh, I found something on eBay for uh, $60. It was a no-name bass. I don't even remember what name it was, but I can tell you it wasn't like a, a good-looking official title or nothing. It was just like a real – it looked like someone literally grabbed like a soldering gun, like a pen-style soldering gun, and just kind of like soldered in like a name and uh, on, on the headstock of the bass. And um, – and yeah i bought it it was black and i just said i'm gonna practice on this thing it was huge um it was heavy and i just you know started to practice on it i didn't even have an amp at the time so that was my next investment and i was like i need to find an amp and um if i remember correctly i was actually uh quote unquote gifted an amp and it was a, a tiny thing. It was very tiny. Um, oh, I remember. Yes, I was. Someone did give me a practice amp. It was a backup practice amp that they forgot about that collected dust. And I was very grateful. And then um, I bought myself, because I couldn't afford anything big, I bought myself a hip amp. It's, it's actually uh, a tiny speaker that can latch onto your belt and i can plug into it with a cord I, that was another thing i had to invest in i had to buy a cord and i i started to practice on that i love that hip amp so much i bought like two more down the road because uh, they were pretty cheap they're fairly affordable uh, could i have bought like one probably okay amp instead of the three probably and i'm sure my wife is already like nodding her head like yeah that's what he does he just buys some cheap buys like five of them instead of a really good one thing <laughs> anyway so i've been doing that forever and so i'm the same way with my shirts and belts and everything i'm like this is amazing i want six more of them because they're so cheap anyway uh so yeah i i did that with the hip amp and um i i practiced on that sucker and i i so the guy that was teaching me 
uh, he was, I, I learned later, he was also teaching himself guitar by transposing, like paying attention to where the chords and the notes that he was playing on the piano, because he knew piano very well, and then like teaching himself where his finger placement should be on the guitar. Which, now that I look at it, is is pretty insane that he was teaching himself to play guitar, and we were going to play in a in a band very public in front of many people. Um, our drummer eventually came around, and we started having practices, and we were trying to learn at least two to three songs, and it took us quite a while, and. Uh, I remember getting real serious, like, man, I need to learn, I need to learn, I need to try, I need to try, and, like, he he was also planning on being the singer, but he was trying to find the potential in me, like, maybe I could sing, and uh, <laughs> an embarrassing moment was when, because I I'd never sang, I've never been a part of music or anything before, and he had asked me, like, well, like, have you heard this song, and he showed me some song, which I had never heard from, it was from a band uh, called 12 stones i'm just kind of dating myself a little bit and um they they started a song where he kind of does a little like uh like a ah what do you call it like a almost like a rally cry or like a war cry in the beginning he's like Rawr! and then they just start playing guitar which right now that little roar i just did was much better than what i showed him at the time because he was like maybe you can do something like that and i was like okay okay and like i had no idea what i was doing (laughs) and he was like he kind of chuckled like well no not like that and it's like i don't know man i've never sang i don't know man and like i i mean it was so hard for me and he was like okay maybe you won't sing i was like yeah maybe i won't sing and then i found a song that i wanted to do which was a normal it was from a, a christian band called dc talk again i'm dating myself and this is actually back when they were making albums too when they were a band still so um they had a song called supernatural and uh the song uh had a a sick real heavy thick bass line in the beginning it was was actually very simple and uh there was like this reverberation uh reverberated voice like vocals supernatural everything i just did right now with my mouth like the do-do-do-do and the super was like I could not do this stuff back then. It's so simple and silly, but I couldn't. I couldn't find a key. I couldn't sing in a certain key. Nothing, man. And I remember trying to do the supernatural part, and I could not do it. Like, I was so off and everything, and we were just really... And that's just me. Now, the drummer was probably the best um, musician in the group, and he was getting... He was being taught how to play drums at the same time so here we are all learning our instrument and getting a feel for our instrument me for the very first time the guitar player because he just decided i don't want to play piano i want to try to be in like a rock band and then uh the drummer because he wanted to learn drums and he probably had like the most like grit in him to learn uh and then like the piano player just was just this natural talent he was just very very talented and then um there's me you know and i was like not talented i was having a really hard time and i remember praying and asking god and i know i've said this somewhere before but i prayed and i i read a scripture about david in the bible where uh Dave, he, it was actually in psalms or proverbs was it proverb is it a proverb man it might be a proverb i can't remember it at the moment anyway 
But um, every now and then, it, for some reason, this same scripture will click every now and then. Like, oh, yeah, it's right here. Because, I don't know, it's strange how it does that sometimes. It's not doing that right now. Anyway, uh, David had, I think it's a psalm. And he had said that, um, he's, saying, he's speaking of Jerusalem. I've said, I have said this before. I do remember saying it somewhere. But, uh, yeah, he's, singing, he's basically singing in Jerusalem, saying, like, if I... If I ever try to do this for the world, you know, let my uh, fingers fall off, essentially. Let my mouth, you know, the tongue touch the top of my, the roof of my mouth. Basically, let me not be able to perform if I try to do this for anything else but for God. And in a weird way, you know how when they say, like, oh, that guy sold his uh, soul to the devil so he can play guitar like that? In a weird way, this was like my similar like i'm willing to do anything to learn moment but instead of you know selling my cell to the soul to the devil um i decided to i guess sell my soul to god i don't know because i i the prayer to me was what i read when my revelation my personal revelation was so he's basically saying like listen I'm, i'm playing and singing i'm doing all this stuff and it's for god it's not for me and if I continue to do it, it's, you know, I'll be okay. But if I choose to do it anywhere else, I'm going to degrade. It's not going to work. So I decided I'm going to pray that prayer. And my, um, well, how do you call it? My declaration to God was I'm doing this for you. I'm doing this for outreach and to reach souls and for the kingdom of God. I'm not doing this so I can be a rock star on stage and I can just be all amazing and sign autographs and become an artist. You know, it's no, no, I'm I'm doing this because I want to be in a band for outreach for the sake of being available and doing it for for God, for the kingdom, for for and in a more practical sense for growing uh the church for bringing in people through music through the way they did it in the 60s and 70s man going back to that movement like I, that's what I, i'm 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 the modern day hippie man <laughs> like i want to do this uh i want to find my own version of kumbaya and get this get this going so i said that prayer and i was very serious man i mean i was it was very very it was a very monumental moment for me and uh i did and did i learn like did i just all of a sudden learn like the scales of you know pentatonics and like being able to do all this stuff and no no not right away anyway and it it took years it's still it's i still had to practice okay but there was some kind of anointing that did take place something something did change because maybe not overnight but uh well let me let me let me backtrack real quick i say this right all serious this prayer and i'm all excited i feel good about it i got the feels i got the ushy gushies like oh man maybe this is it and then we go up uh to we're gonna perform we have a night that we're gonna perform the very first time we go up for sound check it's just sound check not a lot of people are there the people in charge are there though and we do our sound check and uh we bomb it we we do so bad we do so bad that a few of our friends um a few girls actually they were in another band or starting another band were there and they were physically squirming in their seat like kind of like secondhand embarrassment like they were embarrassed for us because we sounded so bad 
And we were doing it, man. We did it anyway. We did the whole song. We're done. I'm feeling like, ah, that was rough, but it's for God, you know, and we're like going to play. And then uh, the guy in charge, the door director at the time, who was in charge of the uh, concert, comes up to us and he's like, I think it'd be better if you guys waited out and uh, not play tonight, but eventually we will get you on stage. And, you know, he was like so nice to us about it. Uh, it was the uh, the rejection notice, you know, and we didn't play that night. And <laughs> Uh, and I, I was pretty defeated and I thought to myself but I prayed what happened to that like anointing moment man that moment of like this is it this is I'm selling my soul to God to learn the instruments no man it, it didn't work out and so uh we we didn't give up we kept practicing we tried to we figured you know what we got more time to get more songs under our belt and uh we we had a pretty crummy band name we didn't have a, a complete band name and um right before this this uh sound check not right before i guess it was like a week or two before there was uh we were doing fasting and prayer which i'll talk about later but basically we we were having this moment of prayer and uh there is a scripture that stood out to us and i've said it in somewhere else but it was for uh psalms 37 mark the blameless man observe the upright for the future of that man is peace observe the upright upright we like that name. We like that label, Upright. And we asked if we can go with the band name Upright. And uh, we got the approval. We're all excited. Got the band name, bombed the sound check, and decided, you know what? That's okay. Let's take some more time to work through our obvious kinks. So we did. We went back and practiced some more. And uh didn't sound much better, to be honest, but we just were, were very, very persistent and adamant that we are going to get this down. We're going to be a band. We didn't spend all this time practicing for nothing, dang it. And we kept going, and I was practicing all the time. Like, I would leave for lunch from my, for, I was in high school, and I would walk home, rush home, practice as much as I could, and then I would get back and go back to school and then after school, I'd rush home and practice again until literally I would get calluses and blisters on my fingers and the bandages weren't enough because I would keep playing and it would rip through my bandages. So I started to tape my fingers with actual cloth and tape um, and electric tape worked really well on the on the string so that it wouldn't rub off so easily. And I would do this. I mean, I was destroying my fingers so I could learn. I just wanted to maintain whatever I was teaching myself. And I started looking up anything and everything, man. I was looking up TV jingles, like how to play the Simpsons and and the, the Super Nintendo or like, you know, like the Mario song, dun, 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 you know, like anything and everything, man. I was trying so hard to just learn whatever the heck I could and practice it so that I could learn. And I got real, real like, I need to do this. And uh, and it just, then it felt overnight when we finally did go to play. And I still had the nervousness and the, the very like, oh, we bombed it so bad last time. And we go up there and we didn't sound half bad. You know, it was like, hey, this felt pretty good. And um, then we go up to play and, and there it was. We were a band now upright was officially born you know and we started to do it we had that band for five years 
Let's give it up one last time. After five years. Uh, we took that band to Corpus, to Houston, to Austin, uh, all of South Texas, essentially. A lot of the churches nearby, Uvalde and San Marcos and Universal City. And I mean, we, we played at a lot of different churches. We, we even used the band name, although we did amplify the band some, brought on a few more people. But we uh, took it to Arizona. There, we had a conference in, in Tucson, and we brought the band upright, even though, again, we amplified the band. It wasn't just us three by then, uh, so that we can sound a lot more full. And we wrote songs just for that conference. Like, we didn't just do recycle songs. And when I say we wrote songs, I mean we wrote them. Like, we didn't do cover songs. We didn't look on the radio. We wrote songs. We wrote the, the music. We wrote the lyrics. One of those songs today is played at our song service. Now, I'm not saying this to be like, we are just so awesome. No, no. God gets all the glory. Remember, remember, I said that prayer like, God, you got to help. You got to you got to do something. And we don't you know, we, we don't put those songs up for worship and they have, you know, the credits like, oh, yeah, you know, written by upright. Like, no, no, because it's 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 all God, you know, and uh, and truthfully, the guy who wrote it forgets he even wrote it the lyrics you know he, he completely forgot that he even wrote it now i have to be honest i never forget that i wrote a lot of the music for that song because i'm like we're not playing it right we're messing this part up you know and i don't i don't make a big scene when i'm on stage playing because i play for song service today all by the grace of god and it's not bass anymore it's guitar and that's a whole other shindig on how that happened but um and on top of that it didn't it didn't end with upright upright was a lot of fun a lot a lot of my my uh greatest memories were in that band you know it's it's insane like i i went in that band just some just some punk kid that said yes to to a band and then uh, by the time we left i was married and like I, you know i had my new wife and like she she's very supportive of the band and she always misses upright and um and we've, we've tried to bring it back a couple times and we're all like, you know, we're not old, but we are. And so we're, <laughs> we're just not the same, you know, it's so different now. Uh, we're just so, so busy and everything else. And so I have a band today. It's not upright, but from upright to the band I'm in today, I've been in many, many bands. I've been in a Tejano band. I've been in a country band. I've been in a, a rap rock type band and I, I, it was all bass mostly. And then. I eventually picked up guitar because there was a need for it and I was like I'm I'm willing to learn and I, I got the prayer to back me up man I got the I I've, I've I've sold my soul to God so I can play you know and I felt like no it's okay like I'm I'm going to keep doing this and it doesn't end there you know I I may eventually stop being in bands one day but I got kids that are learning how to play and they're going to be in bands. I'm sure of it. I, I'm, I'm certain they're, if they're not an official band, they're going to be in a song service. They're going to be doing something. And I can tell because they love, they love when I perform, whether it's practice or it's sound check or it's like legit for an outreach or wherever we're at. They are so into it. And uh, it, it, for me, it all started with Upright. It, it did. That's where it all started. That challenge to get into a group and, and do this even though I, I genuinely did not have the ability and I 
I very reluctantly believed that I could do it. I, I definitely had an insecurity that was like, I don't know if I can do this. And, you know, by the grace of God, I, I did. And uh, God gets the credit, man. Like, he, he definitely came through and helped me out because I was not doing it. And I was having a hard time. And um, and now, you know, I, I play guitar and sing for our band, which is a huge deal because I was very, I was scarred from the beginning, early days of Upright that I was like, I can't sing. I just can't, you know, and I'm not going to try. I was pretty scarred for a while until I became a band leader myself and decided, you know what, if I'm going to be doing this, I need to, I need to, I need to do, uh, what's the word, uh, encourage other people in my band to be like hey i need you to sing i'll help you out and i knew that was gonna happen you know and and to take it even further uh, another thing that i felt like i could never do was write songs lyrics and there's a couple songs that i've written that are very very close to the heart one of them I, it's called family matters that song was born out of just being honest the heartache of losing people in the church and specifically uh close family members and very close friends you know and but i didn't want to leave it as like oh you know it's just this is a sad emo song about how you know we just lose people in our life (laughs) no no it was it was it was my way of fighting back and say you know what family matters to god regardless of where people are at in their life god still cares about family and i i was able to change like my whole attitude on that on that the way i felt about all of that um and another one was uh it's a cover song for oh what i don't even remember the original you know what it's called under the pressure by the score i think under the And it doesn't sound anything like it when we play it. But uh, I, I wrote that song also with the intent of, of speaking to some specific people because I felt like there's some knuckleheads in my life that don't want to hear what I have to say and they don't want to hear from God. But they'll listen to me play. So here's some lyrics for you that you should listen to. <laughs> and it's all pointing back to God. You know, the, we, we, we evangelize, we preach in our songs and we preach. We're not afraid to get behind a microphone and grab that dynamic, that dominion of saying, God's here. We're doing this for God, whether you like it or not. And um, I mean, that sounds very preachy and aggressive, but come on, come on. If you have ever gone to a concert, you know that the lead singer and everyone, guess what? They're preaching to you. They're aggressive as heck. They want to get their message across. And sometimes that message is very wicked and evil and wrong. And they're very quick to mislead and deceive people and be very... And they they get paid to do it. In fact, 
You that go to those concerts, you're paying to listen to their garbage. And don't get me wrong. You hear some of these songs and it's like, hey, this is catchy. This is good. It has a hook. Those are the kinds of songs that we pay attention to are kind of like, you know what? How can I turn this around? How can I turn this for God? How can I make, you know, what was meant for evil for good? And uh, we're, we're really in tune to that, really in tune to that. And this is the spirit that comes from. It comes from identifying, I'm not doing this for myself, man. I'm doing this for God. And I, I, I'm so grateful that I was asked to be in a group, a band, when I was so young. And when I was looking for bandmates recently, my most recent band, I think we've only been a band for like a year, I, I prayed and asked God, like, God, put some people in mind that I can I can talk to. And I prayed for young people and not just not just young in age, but maybe even in spirit. Like, hey, maybe, you know, there's some people that need to be awakened. Like, who can do this? Who sh- who, sh- who do I reach out to? It'd be nice if they had a little bit of talent, but, uh, you know, beggars can't be choosers. I had no talent when I was asked, so, you know, I can't be too picky. But at the same time, I, I did have my eye on, like, who who could I reach out to? And I asked God to help me. And that's how many of the bands in our, our church are pieced together. It just with some willing hearts and availability and the excitement of let's do something for God. And they run off of that. And it's a challenge. It is a challenge. We don't get paid to do what we're doing. I'll, you know, maybe some churches do that, but we don't. And I appreciate that because that means the people that are getting up are true volunteers. They are true like, I'm doing this because I want to. I'm doing this because I'm here and I want to be used by God and do this. I'm not being told I have to do this because it's part of my salary or whatever. Like, no, no, like this isn't a gig. This isn't where we show up to receive money you know, for the sake of, of doing this as a living for the rest of my life. Like, nah, man, this is because I want to do this to present the gospel truly out of the, out of my heart, you know, <sighs> good old upright, man. Good old upright. Uh, that band may only reappear as like special music here and there. Um, but I don't, I, I'm just being honest. I don't think we'll ever be a band again. Um, it's just, again, we're just so different. You know, the three of us, we're still in the church. We're still very good friends today, but, uh, you know, we're just, we're in our thirties now. And like, when we try to piece together, it's just, we're just old and cranky. (laughs) All the old souls, which is hilarious because it's not true, you know, but that's how we treat it, I suppose. But I do like being in a band with some young guys, man. There's something about... I mean, I, I'm not in tune with them at all. I don't know pop culture for Jack. They're telling me what bands are good. And I'm like, sure. And I'll listen to it and be like, this is hot garbage. You realize you're listening to trash, right? For the record, there's actually a, a, a genre out there called trash rap. Not making that up. You can Google that. Trash rap. They're very proud of it. Mumble rap. Sounds like a joke, but it's real. Mumble rap is real. The rap game is so sad today the rap game is absolutely pathetic and i'm saying that as a a former you know heavy like that's all i listened to before i got saved and today is man it's like this is garbage and then rock i guess kind of exists still but i don't know man it's just so people are just so weird now they want to be so different Everybody wants to be the next Kurt Cobain. And what Kurt Cobain was, he was weird, but people admired that about him. But if you ever asked him, he was hurting, man. 
he was like so insecure and timid and shy and he hated people and he hated himself and you know i mean it's so weird that people were like i just want to be like the next he was just misunderstood no man he was crying out loud for help in a in a weird way and uh you know everybody looks at that like i just want to be like him it's like you don't need to be like him man you just need to be you and and find your voice and it's unfortunately people want to do it in the most secular way just do something for god you know it it, you'll find purpose in that you do so many people don't want to hear that today though it's wild and that's why we start bands and say you know what you want to see me preach fine man where's the guitar man this is wonderwall but my version with god's lyrics (laughs) anyway i need to go have band practice i'm sure if i send this to my bandmates they'll be like we haven't practiced in forever robert you're over hypocrite no all right let me go see if we can have practice Why don't we keep us alive now?